It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire and Pro Football Network back with you guys. We will talk snap counts from Thursday's game, and we are also going to touch on the rest of the week around the NFC South, which of course includes the big news out of New Orleans, which we will touch on in a little bit. Uh, just a wild, weird week two. A lot, lot of injuries, as we saw. Uh, so fortunately, no major injuries for the Carolina Panthers, uh, considering what else has happened here uh, in the first two weeks of the season. But uh, you still worry, of course, about the health of Cam Newton, in fact, I touched on that a little bit. I just put out an article at PFN about uh, is the season over at 0-2. We might touch on that in a little bit at the uh, you know lit later on in the show. But the first thing I want to touch on are the snap counts. I just want to run through those real quick for you guys if you haven't gotten a chance to see them. So we'll start on the offensive side of the ball where there were 79 offensive snaps in the game. And no surprise, it's the five offensive linemen that played all 79 snaps, as you tend to see in a game, provided there's no injury. So the five offensive linemen plus Cam Newton, again, no, no surprise, fortunately, with how banged up he was. Of course, it feels like on that last play, he wasn't even there because he never touched the ball, but he was on the field. And then Christian McCaffrey also did not come off the field. So early on, and remember, I, I kind of said we thought maybe early in the season he wouldn't pull McCaffrey as much because we've talked so much about Rivera wanting to kind of almost manage the workload, I guess we'll say, not, you know, take him off the field for like whole series, but, you know, maybe give him a break or, a break or two for a play or something like that. But, uh Thursday night, he did not come off the field on offense. He played all 79 offensive snaps, 100% of them. And then the two receivers really didn't come off the field much either. Curtis Samuel played 77 of the 79 offensive snaps, and DJ Moore played 75 of the 79 offensive snaps. So really weren't... Really weren't too many breaks for those two either. And as you'll see as we run through, really not a lot of rotations on the offense because there were only three other players that played double-digit offensive snaps. Greg Olson played 65 snaps, which is about 
Jairus Wright played in 54 snaps, which was about 68%. And then Chris Manhurt saw 32 snaps, which was about 41% of the snaps. The rest of the way, it's all single digits. Chris Hogan, or excuse me, Alex Arma played in just seven offensive snaps. Chris Hogan only saw three snaps, but of course he did have his first catch as a Panther. Ian Thomas played in just two snaps, and Dennis Daly had one snap. So again, basically it was... Basically, it was the starting offense. Your, your standard, uh, you know, McCaffrey at running back and then the two receivers. That's really what it was for the entire game. Uh, so, again, and I think this is the second time already that Christian McCaffrey has played every single offensive snap. Will that trend continue? I don't know. That's down the line. I think Rivera is going to want to try and see if he can get him off the field for a play or two. But as we discussed before, it's tough because you're then relying on either a rookie running back in Jordan Scarlett or an undrafted second-year player in Reggie Bonifan to kind of hold down the four even for just a play or two while McCaffrey is out. So it feels like Rivera's hands are a little tied here in terms of getting McCaffrey getting McCaffrey off the field. So we'll see how long... That trend actually continues. Uh, they also have the special team snaps uh, for the offensive players. Alex Arma saw 20 special team snaps. It was 15 each for Manhurts and Hogan, and then four each for Darrell Williams, Matt Paradis, Greg Van Roten, Taylor Boten, and Dennis Daly. So, again, a sense of who on the offensive side of the ball or at least among the offensive starters, is actually out there, too, on special teams. On the defensive side of the ball, there were 65 total snaps on defense, and six players played every single one of them. That includes all four defensive backs. James Bradbury, Dante Jackson, Eric Reed, and Trey Boston played every snap, as did Luke Keekley and Shaq Thompson. We know Luke Keekley definitely made a presence with... 17 total tackles against the Buccaneers, and he now has 25 for the season. And then you kind of see where the, or you can continue to see how the Panthers like to rotate in the front seven, because the next highest, uh, next highest number of snap counts was Mario Addison, who played in 49 snaps, which is 75%. Then it was Gerald McCoy, with 47 snaps at 72%, and that was up from 52% in Week 1. K1 Short played in 45 snaps, that's about 69%. Brian Burns saw 43 snaps, which is about 66%. Dontari Poe played 35 snaps, that's about 54%. Jermaine Carter saw 26 snaps, which was about 40%. Kyle Love saw 24 snaps, which was about 37%. Marquise Haynes saw 20 snaps, that's 31%. Uh, F.A. Obata had 19 snaps, which is 29%. Javin Elliott saw 11 snaps, that was good for 17%. And then Christian Miller 
saw six snaps. That was 9%. On the special teams side of things, Jermaine Carter saw 20 snaps, uh, 17 for Marquise Haynes, 11 for Brian Burns, six each for Bradbury, Jackson, Keekley, Thompson, McCoy, and Short. Five each for Eric Reed, Dontari Poe, and Javian Elliott, and then four for Obata. And then the notes they made on defense, they noted about... Uh, actually, we'll go back quick and read the Panthers' notes on the offensive snap counts, noting that nine of the 11 starters played nearly every snap, like, like we said. Seven players played all 79 snaps. Curtis Samuel only missed two snaps. DJ Moore only missed four. Uh, Greg Olson saw a lower percentage of overall snaps in Week 2, but did produce his first 100-yard receiving game since 2017. And then we know that Chris Hogan played in just three snaps, but did have a catch for 12 yards. On defense, we said about McCoy seeing more time going from 52% of the snaps in Week 1 to 72% of the snaps in Week 2. Uh, you saw the rotation. You continue to see the rotation as we saw. Uh, they said the outside rush, outside edge rushing group saw a slightly higher percentage of total snaps as a result of more three-man fronts as Mario Addison, Brian Burns, Marquise Haynes, and Christian Miller combined for 118 snaps out of 715 for 16.5%. That's up from the 127 out of 836, or 15.2% that they saw in Week 1. And they said the Panthers didn't use secondary formations with Javian Elliott or Ross Cockrell very much this week. Elliott went from 35 snaps in Week 1 to 11 on Thursday, while Cockrell went from 11 snaps to none. So we didn't even see Cockrell at all on Thursday night. So you wonder if that was just... A game plan situation, being on a short week, uh, it's going to be interesting to see now going forward what uh, what the Panthers will do uh, from from this point forward. Uh, real quick, I'll you know take a quick break. I want to shout out, of course, our one of our friends here at the Locked On Network, and then I want to touch on the special teams snap counts, and then we'll touch on the rest of the NFC South, but. Uh, before we get into that, I want to take a moment to thank our friends over at Peloton. Hey, if you can, are you struggling to find a workout that keeps you engaged? Well, Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Just go to OnePeloton.com and use the promo code Locked on, get started. So that's onepeloton.com, promo code locked on to get started. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And a shout out to our friends over at Vivid Seats. 
com. Hey, we all love a night out, whether it's seeing our favorite brand in person or being there in the crowd to cheer our favorite team. Hey, I'm going to a concert this weekend or later this week, going to see Jason Aldean, and um, that's that's going to be a fun concert. And, you know, concerts like that or sporting events, if you use Vivid Seats and use their Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program, you can even get credit towards your next live event. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. You can sort by price or look for seats in the section and row of your choice, all in the Vivid Seats app. And to make things even better, Vivid Seats now has a loyalty program that allows fans to earn credit back in Vivid Seats rewards. And you can earn double credit back from 10 to 16% on all your purchases through the Vivid Seats app. Just go to the Apple Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app and you are automatically enrolled in their loyalty program. Every purchase is backed by 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app and join the Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program today. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event. Just go to the promo code, or excuse me, just use the promo code KICKOFF at the checkout of Vivid Seats. So download Vivid Seats app, get your tickets, go to the checkout and use the promo code KICKOFF to receive a discount of up to $100. So as we finish up the snap count, just wanted to touch quick on the rest of the special team snaps. Uh, Colin Jones continues to be kind of the special team's stalwart for the Panthers, playing in 26 special team snaps. That was 87%, uh, followed by Ray Ray McLeod, 21, who, of course, bounced back after... Uh, having the two fumbles, and uh, he bounced back, of course, with a nice return. 20 snaps each for Andre Smith and Natrell Jamerson. 16 for Ross Cockrell. 15 for Jordan Kunizek. So at least the undrafted rookie is seeing time on the field, seeing about half of the special team snaps. Nine special team snaps each for Michael Pilardi, J.J. Jansen, and Reggie Bonifin. Eight for Joey Sly, and seven for Tyler Larson. So that's that's how the players were on the field, how often we saw them on the field. And again, we'll see where things go, especially this Sunday when they take on the Cardinals. But I want to touch now on kind of where things stand with the Panthers as we are uh, two weeks into the season. They, of course, now are the only winless team in the NFC South. The Falcons are 1-1, one one, the Saints are 1-1, one one, the Buccaneers are 1-1. One one. The Saints, of course, dropping to the L.A. Rams 27-9. Panthers, of course, losing to the Bucs on Thursday night. And the Falcons, in a wild Sunday night game, beat the Philadelphia Eagles 24-20 on that big fourth down touchdown late in the game from Ryan to Julio Jones for 54 yards. So much-needed win for the Falcons, they look like they're starting to get things back on track. So the Panthers definitely have some work to do to catch up in the division. But we have to talk about the uh, the big news out of New Orleans. And that, of course, is Drew Brees out six weeks, at least, I would say, with that thumb injury. 
the news broke earlier today. Uh, we saw the hit. His hand was basically crushed by Aaron Don. Looked like it was hand on hand combat or hand on hand contact. And it just goes to show you how strong. Because it's not like Donald was even like going after the hands or anything. He just had his hands up trying to block the pass. And Breeze's hand just ends up flying right into, into Donald's hand. So it just shows you the force that Breeze has behind his, behind his throws. And it just shows you how strong Aaron Donald truly is. And unfortunately, you know, you, you hate to see it like this. But... You know, unfortunately, now there there will be a time. I mean, Drew, Drew Brees just doesn't miss games. It's it's very rare, really, that Drew Brees misses a football game. But now he's going to miss at least six weeks. My guess is that you don't see Drew Brees until week ten because uh, six weeks actually takes the Saints right up to their bye because their bye week is actually in week nine. And then they come back week 10 against the Falcons. That's where I think Breeze will probably make his return. They'll give him a chance to rest during the bye and get ready for the Falcons. So it sounds like the Panthers will still see Drew Breeze. Because remember, the Panthers do not see the Saints until week 12 in New Orleans. So I would venture to guess they, of course, play them week 12 in New Orleans and then week 17 in Carolina. So my guess is that Carolina will still see Drew Brees twice this season. But now it's more important than ever that, that Carolina figure, figures things out and tries to get some kind of run going here in the first half so that they could be in a position to at least compete with the Saints when they come back and maybe take advantage of a possible downstretch for the Saints. I personally think the Saints will still be okay. I mean, I still am rooting for Teddy Bridgewater. If for some reason they go to Taysom Hill, they obviously really like him. And obviously now these guys, at least one or the other, if not both, will obviously see more, more practice reps with the number one unit, which will only help them. You know, if it's someone like Teddy Bridgewater, he's not going to go in cold. He's now going to have a whole week to prepare. Um, certainly, certainly a tough, uh, tough task this week. They're headed to Seattle uh, to take on the Seahawks. Uh, it sounds like they're already in Seattle. I think they said the Saints were already flying to Seattle, which makes sense because they, of course, were already out in the West Coast in Los Angeles. So they're just going to stay in the West Coast, but just go to Seattle. So that'll... That'll be where we really get a first glimpse, uh, a really good glimpse of Teddy Bridgewater. But should things go awry, Carolina has time to figure things out. It kind of goes along with uh, the article I mentioned at the top over at Pro Football Network, where I basically wrote, you know, is the season over? I don't think the season's over yet, but they've really got to figure things out quick. Because we know digging out of an 0-2 hole isn't the easiest thing to do in the world. But I still think it's possible that this team can get to at probably 3-3 three and three at their bye week. I think Jacksonville now is definitely a winnable game at home. 
without Nick Foles. I mean, Gardner Minshew was, eh, he was all right, I guess, uh, against the Texans, but not really someone right now that's going to strike a lot of fear into opposing defenses. So that should be a winnable game for the Panthers. Uh, this week should be a winnable game for the Panthers. In fact, the Panthers are the early favorites against the Cardinals. Uh, one of the early lines that came out has the Panthers minus three and a half. And again, this is on the road as an 0-2 team, and they are the favorite. Now, again, the Cardinals, of course, winless themselves at 0-1-1. So somebody, more than likely, is going to get their first win. As the Cardinals showed... Not every game ends with a winner and a loser, but in all likelihood, somebody's going to get their first win here, and uh, Vegas says it's going to be the Panthers. So that's a winnable game. The Jaguars are a winnable game. And then perhaps they get the rematch with the Buccaneers if they can turn things around. Because let's face it, the Buccaneers weren't overly impressive either against the Panthers. So if the Panthers can figure things out, that could be a win as well. You know, Houston can go either way, but uh, in all likelihood, the Panthers probably lose that one. So, 3-3 three and three is still possible, but they've got to figure things out really quickly. But then again, you get into that tough stretch coming out of the bye, starting at San Francisco, who, you know, was off to a surprising 2-0 start. Now, how much... You know, is this run going to continue, or is that just the fact of them playing two down teams in the Buccaneers and the Bengals? And I mean, let's face it, the the Forty Nineers just absolutely handled the Bengals on Sunday. But that's where the stretch starts, and of course, you have Matt Ryan twice. I think we could say now you'll face Drew Brees twice. You'll see Russell Wilson. You'll see Jacoby Brissett. We've we've Touched on this stretch numerous times, so they re- so this first half now they really have to, and of course Aaron Rodgers as well. So they really have to start winning some games here if they're going to try to take advantage of the Saints of the Saints injury problems. And you know we'll we'll have to see what happens with the Falcons as well. But the Falcons look like they're they finally turned things around. They look like. Uh, Week one was a fluke. But it's not like the Falcons aren't banged up either. You know, Chris Lindstrom, their top pick in the draft, is already on injured reserve. And Caleb Gary missed time, you know, missed some of last night's game with injury himself. Did eventually get back in the game, but there was a short time that the Panthers, or excuse me, the Falcons were running with backups at right guard and right tackle. So the Panthers got to turn things around quick. And if they do, the NFC South could be open. But if they don't, if they don't th- turn things around quick, then this is a team that could be uh, looking looking at a high draft pick. In fact, I think that's something else I want to touch on too when we return from break is, and I think I might start, this will be a nice segment to start with on Mondays now too, our buddies over at the Draft Network have started doing their Mock Draft Monday now that uh, their Build Your Big Board is live and the Mock Draft Simulator is live. So I want to touch now, I, th- I think we'll start doing that. We'll touch on whoever has the Mock Draft that Monday, touch on their pick, and um, you know because it's never too early 
to talk about the draft, right? It's always, and especially again, if things start to, if things start to go awry, like they have started to for the Panthers. Before before we get into that, uh, I want to thank, of course, our old friends over at Blue Chew. The you guys know them by now. They're the great sponsors of us. The place where you can get that extra confidence in bed if you so desire. And Blue Chew, of course, brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready to go whenever that opportunity arises. Now, this isn't just for guys who can't perform. It's for any guy who wants extra function to, to enhance their performance in the bedroom. Bluetooth is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So there's no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They're made in the USA, and since Bluetooth prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. So right now we've got a special deal for you listeners. Visit bluechew.com and get your first shipment for free by using the promo code LOCKED ON. All you got to do is pay $5 in shipping. So again, that's B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com, promo code locked on to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the Locked On Podcast Network. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, before we get out here, like I said, I think fun little... Fun little dish, and we might as well, because again, who doesn't love talking about football, or who doesn't love talking about uh, about the draft, really? And so we will head over to the Draft Network, our good friends over there, and we will touch on the first mock draft of the year from Kyle Krabs. And this one was interesting from Krabs, because... Not only did he give a mock draft, but he also he also gave projected records for every team. My guess is he went to playoff predictors and was able to predict every game. And obviously you guys can do that as well. So he has the current draft order based on his projected order of finish. A reverse order of finish, I should say. So, you know, no surprise, he does have Miami, number one, finishing 2-14. and 14. He has the Cardinals getting the second pick at 2-13-1. And, and now don't shoot the messenger. Again, I'm just reading it off this mock draft. But right now, he is the Carolina Panthers. And again, obviously, a lot can change if the team can turn it around. But right now, he's got the Carolina Panthers ending up with the number five overall pick with a 4-12 and 12 record. But that means they will get a, a top player. And look, we've been talking about... I, th- I think a lot of people out there know that the Panthers really need secondary help. 
especially at the safety position. So really, this is about as perfect of a pick as you can get if the situation falls into place like this. But Kyle right now has the Panthers at number five overall, selecting Grant Delpit, the excellent safety from LSU. And really, you can pluck any because they we know they have two really good defensive backs coming into the draft in 2020, Christian Fulton being the other one. But he has Grant Delpit, and this is what Kyle writes about the pick. He says, The Panthers are currently rolling with Eric Reed and Trey Boston on the back end. Getting someone with more versatility to fill a plethora of roles would give them much more flexibility defensively, protecting them from having to roll so quickly into sub-packages. Not to mention, Delpit has pretty rare football instincts and a nose for the football. He's a game-changing presence on the back end. And listen, I, I would love that pick. The Panthers need somebody at the safety position because Trey Boston, he's all right, but he's not completely getting the job done. Let's face it. The Panthers are still kind of struggling to find someone opposite Eric Reed. It didn't happen with Rashawn Golden. And as we saw, he's not even really seeing the field much. Uh, not good for a third-round pick from just a year ago. And Trey Boston is, like I said, he's out there, but it just feels like that can be improved as well. Well, Grant Delpit would be the perfect replacement for the Carolina Panthers. Now, this would probably require the Panthers being bad enough to pick that high because Delpit's probably going in the top 10. And if the Panthers turn things around, which they possibly could, they might not be picking in the top 10. They would probably have to trade up if they want to get him. Again, this is just based on what Kyle thinks these teams will finish. And it helps that, uh, again, he has the Panthers going 4-12, and allowing them to get this high of a pick. In fact, I think he has a few teams at 4-12. and He has the Panthers at 4-12, and the Raiders, the Redskins, and the Giants all finishing at 4-12. and So... That's something you don't see too much. A team finishing 4-12 and and ending up with the 8th pick in the draft. But that's how his draft ended up with the Giants at number 8. Because, again, he's got the, Car the Dolphins and Cardinals both winning just two games. He has the Jaguars only getting to three wins. The Bengals and then the Bengals getting to three wins. And then the Panthers at 4-12. and A lot of, lot of time to go. But early on, that would be a great fit, I think, for the Carolina Panthers if they can land Christian Fulton. Even if they, or excuse well, Christian Fulton would be a good pick too, I think, in that secondary. But obviously, I meant to say Grant Delpit uh, in that spot. But it would be great if they can get somebody like Grant Delpit. But again, long way to go. But I think this is something we're going to keep doing because it's you know nice to talk about the guys over the draft network. They're all really good friends of mine. And again, it's never too early to to talk about draft. I don't care if you're zero and two right now or if you're two and zero. Always looking ahead. Always trying to be one step ahead. So we're going to try to do that here with the uh, with these mock drafts. So we'll kind of be like taking one guy and kind of touching on him a little bit, starting to build the portfolio a little bit as we build toward April's draft. Uh, that's going to do it, I think, for this edition of the Locked On Panthers. Hope you guys are having a great start to your week, and I'm glad you can spend some of it with me here on LOP. 
and we'll be back next time, of course, to talk more Panthers and start getting ready. Of course, crossover Wednesday right around the corner. We'll be chatting with the guys from Locked On Cardinals, getting you set for the big showdown in the desert on Sunday afternoon. So until next time, Bill Rossetti signing off. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.